0: Well, welcome, Gary. Welcome to the Real Talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Gary's here.
1: Take me to the promised land. Uh,
0: yeah, well, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, you know, at, we've crossed paths, we've talked, we went over the, uh, a lot in the past couple of years. A lot of things have changed. And uh, yeah, I want you to come in and uh, l- tell your story a little bit. But, anyways, before we get there, how are you? How is
1: everything? I'm doing well. Yeah. Doing well. And Living in the new world, as they would say.
0: <laughs> living, yeah, living in the new digital world that we're in. Um, so everything, yeah. So the last couple of years, a lot of changes happened. But how is everything? I mean, business-wise, things-wise, everything, a stable life is kind of is similar back to normal now?
1: Well, there is. Uh, traveling. There's no normal anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. All, it, it, it's all new. Okay. It's similar. But right. it's new. I mean, yeah, I travel now again, and I'm mm-hmm. calling on accounts, and we're getting into accounts just about every day. Okay, good. Um, but it's it's uh, with a little more intrepidation, a little more. Um, uh, why are you here? And and you got to be pre-qualified to get in. You couldn't. You can't just walk in the door and say, Hey, I'd like to introduce something new to you. Yeah. You got to have rhyme and reason why you go. And so, you know, the prep work now is a lot more. You know, you, yeah. you're you're doing a lot more qualification. Where you actually get yeah. in to have uh, implementation so
0: i think in the sales strategy anybody who's in the salesman in type of outside sales or sales in general it doesn't matter what product you're selling is facing that similar thing because they were doing maybe door calls to the offices or calls to wherever they're going and it's hard because right the qualification everybody's like who are they are you want to come in what are you going to see what's the purpose and getting up about okay we're ready you can come in you know the people are ready for you you know first maybe even starting with virtual calls at the beginning or just telephone it's like okay you're ready we, you can come in on this day um and then whatever the product is they're here because again people humans like doing business with humans and in person again it builds the relationship virtually goes so far but when we're in it it, it 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 allows us to now virtual in my opinions we're more efficient than we ever been because we can do can call and touch more people than we ever have before but the interpersonal is is irreplaceable and it's priceless to the relationship building um but we need to now it's good to we can do both because you don't have to travel across you know three four hours in a plane you can make that call quickly instead of doing it on a monthly basis you can do it on a quarterly or bi-yearly basis to visit that person so it and it helps you know for that process but From that area. So tell me a little bit, you know, Gary, I mean, you come in from the the rep side of the business. Tell me how, how did you get into electronics industry and the representative's business?
1: Well, I've always lived on the dark side. So (laughs) so there's no reason why, you know, just to be a rep is is anybody can be a rep as they would say. Uh And they're probably not wrong. Uh, But uh, I was a typical out of work uh, uh, sales manager that all of a sudden got laid off. And I said, you know, Hey, I can be a rep. Anybody can be.
0: Well, were and you electronics? Take that, but were you electronics before? How did you get into the electronics field?
1: I worked for a company called uh, Bergquest for okay. the better part of ten years, a little okay. under ten ten years, and I worked my way from uh, being a local salesman yeah. to um, uh, doing national accounts and some uh, and, and, and national responsibilities. Yeah, and uh, became product uh, management on some of their uh, key new materials and th- things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, by getting to know the engineering base internally and, and working on new designs and all of that. So, uh, you know, we were instrumental in, in uh, doing some design work uh, at customers uh, on some critical parts. Yeah. And uh, so from there, uh, like I say, I got laid off uh, in times. Uh, I was the only person working for the company that in sales that was not living in, in Minnesota. Yeah. So I used to have to go back to Minnesota mm-hmm. monthly. And, um, uh, and, and it became, you know, a challenge. Um, so, you know, we kind of, uh, butted heads in a lot of ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was a, t- a typical sales guy. I could do anything. So yeah. here I am.
0: <laughs> so through that process of, you know, so starting Berquist and coming through that. So electronics, uh, what, 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 uh, interests you in electronics? What was the, you know, the draw or the product or the gadget? What was the draw for you?
1: That's actually a very good question because I didn't grow up in the electronics industry okay. i didn't uh i was actually a gear gearhead when okay. i was a kid i was a drag racer oh i was uh i was a twi- twist a wrench guy in fact i was uh destined to become an industrial arts teacher uh at at a high school and going into college and everything and um and then i said nah he says that's you know there's there's a lot of grease a lot of dirty fingernails involved in that so i uh kind of evolved in college and started going with an engineering mm-hmm. type, type background and everything. And then I realized that what I was trying to do, you know, in, uh, in engineering was going to put me behind closed doors in a lab. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh God, I can't handle that. I, I can't be behind, behind a closed door in my house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I kind of evolved into, well, I can talk to anybody, so let's, let's get into sales. Yeah. That's how I kind of evolved into that. But I was in the public eye. I mean, I, when I was going through high school and college and everything, I, I worked in the grocery stores, okay. so I was always around people. Mm-hmm. I was always conversing with people and getting to know my normal customers and and getting, you know, to you know, helping people and overcoming, you know, uh, angry people yeah. and 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 all of that. And so it it became a natural progression for me. It it, it really never made a decision that I was going to get into sales. I just made a decision that I had to be around people. Yeah, and that's a, you know.
0: Put that into it. it's 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 a training process. Even I said in the public eye, retail side, you know, customer forward, customer facing, um, conversing. Mm. That that skill of conversing and bringing energy and um, and and as I said, we love to talk, we love to. But it also trains the mind and trains the questions and trains the Q and A to have. Especially if you're serving somebody or you're doing a ser- whatever service it is you're doing, or just being in front of somebody's Hey, how you're doing? And, you know, and then starting a conversation out of thin air. Mm which creates that, uh, th- that skill set that can allow for the salesmanship. But, of course, you need to be a little extroverted to be there and put yourself yes. out there. Yes. So build the confidence within yourself to very, be a little Very, very true.
1: You, you have to be willing to uh, uh, weather the objections and, and take uh, advice from people that uh, maybe you don't uh, fully believe in. Yeah. And uh, but in the same respect, uh, you listen to them, and you and and, and you have empathy for them, and yeah. you 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 take a friendly ear to them, and then you learn something. Even if it's you, you learn something what not to do, yeah. you still learn something. And so that that's kind of um, how I envision myself as being a person that can be involved with people and listen to their challenges and and how to overcome things and. and from that, I've I've learned how to maintain my business. Yeah,
0: that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So now, taking it a little uh, forward from the point of you know being a public eye and, and the service side is, you went to Burquist and learned. You worked. That was Berquist, you can, can You can explain to me what was is doing? What products they were doing.
1: Burquist made thermal management materials. Is the division that I okay. worked for? They were multi-divisional, uh, but I hired on as a territory sales guy mm-hmm. for uh, thermal management materials. So. Uh, heat transfer uh, uh, materials like sill pad and thermal clad.
0: Okay. And that goes for the PC boards uh, for heat, for heat, for heat, basically the thermal pads for the heat condensation from the, for semiconductors or what else would they use? Well,
1: heat is detrimental. You, if you create power, you have one of two things. You either have current or you have heat. Okay. Uh, Heat is detrimental to the output of current. So that's Mm -hmm. the reason why you have derating curves and power supplies and everything else. If you can manage the heat, you can run the power supply harder. So it's it's just a matter of managing the energy mm-hmm. uh, in a productive way that you can uh, uh, have better output.
0: Correct, because it increases in efficiency and it can um, and from moving forward from there. So you learned a lot of the manufacturing. So you visited a lot of manufacturers. You used that. So that's really, as you say, your as you say your training grounds to understand the I would say electronics manufacturing. Correct.
1: That's my playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. That's okay. that's that's where that's my happy place. Your happy place to go so into. It, it, in the old days, we used to walk in the back door with a six pack of beer and say, "Okay, let's let's go look around and go <laughs> go see what's happens." Yeah. Obviously, it's not that way this you know, <laughs> nowadays, but uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's still it's 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 the happy place. I learn what I, what's going on. I can walk down a production line and say, "Okay, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this." And I had no idea that they had this or they had that until I can actually see it on the production line. Mm-hmm. you know, So,
0: so from that end from Bergquest, are going into the rep, were you looking to be a rep or look just looking back into the business? Were you looking at taking on taking online a line or be work for distribution?
1: I, when I uh, was let go from Bergquest, I, um, I decided that I really had to be in business for myself. Okay. Okay. And in, in, looking down that channel of where i was going to go and what i was going to do is basically what's the investment what do i have to do to get in business mm-hmm. and getting into the rep business can, is somewhat inexpensive to do so because you're not buying assets you're just uh investing your time and your energy mm-hmm. uh and uh, bank account <laughs> into <laughs> how long it'll last until you get your first commission check
0: mm-hmm. From that from that side, so you started going into the rep side and uh, becoming your own entrepreneur. What really thought about you? You're like, okay, I want to be my work for myself. I can't work with others. I want to lead people. What what, what was that inset in, intuition?
1: I was a terrible employee. Okay, I um, um I always had an opinion, mm-hmm. and seldom did it march to this to the uh, uh, to the likes of my employers. And um and I wanted to convince people of my opinion and okay. demonstrate my opinion. And um, that was not always, uh, uh, you know, with welcome arms. Yeah. So um, I felt that as as a rep, I could take ownership of where I go, what I do, and how I generate my uh, uh, my successes. Yeah.
0: Can you break down for, for us or for the audience or people, how does the rep business work in I mean, and if it's similar to all fields. But how does it work uh, into the the electronic side that you're working
1: in? Today? So, the IRS looks looks at us as independent contractors. Okay. Uh, so we are a outsourced service mm-hmm. that, uh, which is what I hate being referred to, but it's it's the fact mm-hmm. um, a company that elects to outsource their sales territory instead of having employees in the territory they. They offload that territory, a geographical territory or an account territory, uh, to somebody that is outside of the company, and they pay him uh, commission, a percentage uh, of of that sale. Um, it's a unique way of that company managing their their uh, overhead by uh, no sale, no no no, no salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a sale, you know that you. Pay them the fixed commission percentage, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, either success and an expense or failure and no expense. So that to the factory's uh, side of it. So, usually companies outsource their um, their sales to an independent contractor when either in the beginning of a company or they're starting off. Mm-hmm. They, they they can't afford to have. Uh, employees, you know, uh, outside of the co- company, throughout the world and everything. Uh, you've got people all around the world. Um, I've got myself and three other people. <laughs> um, but uh, we're, we hire, hire on with a geographical area. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally speaking, my company represents a, uh, uh, a geography of Southern California, the lower half of California, um, uh, Clark County, Nevada, where does that break Baja. from?
0: I always want to say, where does that break from Southern San California, San Luis Obispo, San Luis actually, just, SLO,
1: just north Los Osos to oh, be Los to Osos, be, okay. So that
0: corrects. You know, I always wonder because people, it's a rep. What what is a break? So that that's nine that break. three
1: four nine nine. <laughs> that's the break.
0: That's the break, and you come down to south um, to toward the border, um, and then go into Nevada as well.
1: Yeah, Las Vegas falls into our territory, okay. generally speaking, by okay. ERA territorial okay. uh, geographies. Yes, so by the ERA. Uh, territory geography that's, that, that normally falls into it. It either falls into our territory or falls into the Arizona territory.
0: Okay, and as being as a, as you say, extension of the sales of the fact or the company you're representing, you're uh, extension of the sales arm. You become their sales, a local on the feet on the ground sales. Um, how does that work with them for the marketing side from either they send you, shoot you the leads or you have marketing or you prospecting. How does that all come into play?
1: Well, I represent 18 companies. Mm-hmm. That means I I, uh, I have 18 gods that I report to. Mm-hmm. They're all different religions. <laughs> they all have a different way of thinking. So to answer that question would be individual for each one of them. Okay. Uh, they have their own way of thinking and their own way of going to market. Okay. Uh, and none of them are exactly the same. Okay. Uh, so generally speaking, we try to take their marketing plan and fit that into how we go to market Mm -hmm. so we have a a philosophy of going to market as a whole so we our lines on our line card are built around synergy so when we sell one line we we have at least four or five other lines that in the same application have have applications so in the customer's product if we're selling uh terminal blocks Mm -hmm. we know that in turn terminal blocks there's usually wire and cable Mm -hmm. going to a terminal block we know that there's power coming to it. So there's power cords. We know that there's interconnect. We know that there's usually uh, some sort of a switching device so relays and th- things of that nature switches. So that's how we build our line card around that synergy. So is that when we go to market, we're selling four or five lines.
0: So it's a solution based. You can come in with a solution, not just with a single source product.
1: For the most part, yeah. yeah. And
0: be able to add value around that. Okay, we know what we can offer this. Do you have this and add that? Um, because it does... I just say, I mean, make it simple. Like the upsell. Okay, you wanted a terminal block, but we can give you everything that works around it. Can we? D- Sometimes it's kind of hard because they already have decided the their mind, but that allows that solution to come around and be have more, um, as you say, more coverage and more of the ecosystem or the product that they're making.
1: Yeah. You, you, you have to be able to take a lead from one factory and turn it into a lead from many factories. Yeah. And you have to be able to see how that one product that you're selling has has uh, the ability to help you sell the other products. Mm-hmm. And so you can't leave without presenting the system. Mm-hmm. So the way we put it, you sell the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you're selling an enclosure, what's inside the enclosure? Mm-hmm. If you're just selling the enclosure and walking away wait, wait from the order, logic tells me that you should be asking the question, why are you walking away when you... Mm-hmm got an enclosure what's inside, that's, what's inside? I mean, <laughs> help, me, help me out here why am i doing that yeah. um so you know it's it's a it's a philosophical thing you have to you have to have the the, the products the line card that supports what your what your vision is yeah. and how you uh, how you want to be successful so coming into that is the,
0: the value brought to your customer because I can see a lot, a lot of the value was solution based bringing really adding value to the customer being an extension of their engineering at yes. the end of the day being an extension of the engineering department to add resources that we're just a resource we're not here to sell you we can add and extend to give yes. you solutions or based possible solutions to give your to optimize your end result yes. Um, uh, and then, so how do you go about, on your personally, for your decision, what lines you brought on and what industries you wanted to target? How, how was that vision of that when you brought it to market to uh, GL Smith?
1: Well, every product has its strength, whether, okay. where, what they solve, what the problem are you know, that they solve. Some of them are commodity products. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it's, it's, everybody has it or everybody uses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are very unique products mm-hmm. that have very uh, technical uh, functions that uh, solve a customer's uh, problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are just um, uh, commodity in the sense that you can't live without it. It's just a matter of who do you choose to live with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to marry all that together. Um, ideally, you know, our job today is getting new business NBOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's our charter by our factories. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear what we vote, what we did yesterday. They want to hear what we're doing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, back in the old days, we used to carry a, a pad and we used to write orders. Mm-hmm. We used yeah. to walk into my distributors and I'd walk out with an order. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that doesn't happen anymore. Um, but in the same respect, you're helping those distributors, salespeople. So really, a rep today. Is a sales engineer okay. he's a he's a field application engineer okay. and and that's really our, our charter uh, today so to answer your point we have to know the company our factory's products we have to understand what their function is we have to understand how their product is is best presented how it best suited for the customer's application And we also need to know their weaknesses. What's our competition better than us uh, and why and how how do we overcome those objections? A customer in today's market, an OEM in today's market, is looking for one of three things, and that's it. They're looking for innovation, technology Mm -hmm. that takes them to the new promised land. Mm -hmm. They're looking for supply chain, being able to get it, Mm -hmm. hence distribution. Or they're looking for price. Everything else is assumed quality today is assumed. If you don't have it, you just don't get it. So they're looking for something that is one of those three is going to solve. If you don't have one of those three, at least one of those three or two uh, or all of them, then you're going to have an uphill battle to complete that, that, that relationship. Uh, technology is the best because A, you get paid for technology. So it's usually on the, uh, on the high scale of, of profitability. Uh, supply chain is uh, important. So, like, we sell upwards to seventy percent of our sales go through di- distribution, mm-hmm. folks such as yourselves, and so it's it's important that we maintain that cycle or build that pyramid of relationship uh, with salespeople going into the field. The price thing, nobody wants to be on the price. Nobody wants to be the price leader because it's usually the lowest margin and it's the most at risk. And if you're if you're measuring your business based on risk. The person that's the cheapest guy in town is going to be the the person with the with the highest risk.
0: So who who that brings up to a good point when you go into that solution base and come into the price and demand supply because you're there are a lot of people I would say multiple parties involved in this process. Who sets the price?
1: Well, market conditions set the price. Okay. If it's a supply chain and you can't get it, you, you get a premium. Yeah, uh, like it is today. Mm-hmm with all the supply chain problems that we have in today's marketplace, uh, people are willing to pay all kinds of premiums. Um, I would say that the price is based on competition and knowing your competition. Um, You know, the biggest guys in the marketplace are not normally the cheapest guys in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. You look at TE, TE tends to get out of the business when the margins go down. Mm-hmm. So they usually offload that and, and move on to the next technology because they're a technology leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, an offshore Asian line is going to take that product, whatever it may be, and they're going to build it in higher volume and build it's it true. in more economical volume and, you know, uh, less less costly materials and, and tooling and th- things of that nature in order to bring that product to market in a, in a cheaper fashion. Of course, you lose technology. Normally, lose quality when you do that, uh, but at some point, product can can take a hit on on value than uh, uh, when it comes to price.
0: Yeah, because the price. I mean, speaking of today, price is not number one. It comes to delivery, st- lead time, delivery, uh, and quality, and then price is actually now it's not really the leader at all because of. The supply chain break we've had but before we get there for the process of demand and working with distributors how do you work with them because you are of course um you get the, the orders don't go do they come to you and the distributor at the same time how do you guys derive that where the, the customer places the order Is it go directly i to seldom them? see orders or you seldom see i orders? seldom see orders unless it's yeah. a big one okay then, I, then yeah. I like to see it. okay
1: um generally speaking the everyday orders uh mm-hmm. the the, the the ongoing repeat orders, uh, they usually just flow through the system. Okay. Um, back in the day, we used to handle all the inside sales. Okay. So for our factories, um, used to be in the rep business. For every outside person you had, you usually had two inside people. Okay. Now you can. We exist without inside people for the mere fact of the matter is, is with instant, you know, communication and social media and everything mm. else. Uh, we each guy handles his own territory uh, in in our company, uh, but the I think the main thing is 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 um, we we follow the design, mm-hmm. and when the design gets on the AVL, mm-hmm. it generally either goes on a direct basis and the factory handles it, or it goes through distribution and the distribution salespeople are are in it, and then and then we stay in contact with that OEM that things are running smoothly. Usually okay. at the engineering level, okay. and unless we hear that there's a supply chain problem, we we tend not to want to hear from buyers because yeah. buyers either by the time they get to me they want a lower price, yeah. By the time they get to me they want an expediter. By the time they get to me they they um, are, are are challenging you know yeah. the uh, the reason why they buy from me.
0: So the the inside sales now today becomes for example you say seventy percent through distribution becomes a distributor. Inside sales or distribution, that's your inside sales that you work with. So the orders flow through that process. Hopefully, you guys yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah, that that to have that communication. And when having multiple distributors, do you guys work with systems? How do those analytics come back to you on a base to see? Because as I said, I designed something in, I work for a long time, maybe six months, a year, orders start coming in, that flow to come in. Do you talk to the distributor or you go to the manufacturer?
1: Well, usually we're at the manufacturer because we're looking for n- newer business yes so we're in a constant design so if you're established at an OEM you want to maintain that relationship yeah. uh, sales is still a full contact sport yep. you've got to have relationships you got to maintain those relationships it's it's not it's different today than it was before but it, you still have to maintain relationships mm-hmm. but to the point usually the distributor maintains the account mm-hmm. maintains the the flow of the product that you that's been designed in, they usually maintain the, the challenges of you know rejects or quality mm-hmm. issues or or um, uh, late deliveries and all that stuff. Just distribution. By the time we hear about it in that level, it's the distributors coming to us because they need us to help solve the problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah to get involved yes to get involved because you have the relationship is with you and the customer working. you know you guys have the relationship they pass the ball back to you say we have an issue there's a price issue There's a quality issue there's a problem and
1: it's uh, usually because yeah. i'm bigger than anybody else <laughs> and it's usually because i my, my middle name is guido and i and i'm normally beating people up in order to get what i want so oh. but generally speaking yes you're, you're, yeah. you're exactly right yes right? They're looking for
0: solutions. So looking for the solutions to that, so now fast forward to today's world where we are in the supply chain crisis and this demand situation. Um, how now, how have you gotten involved in the last year? A lot, cause a lot more fires are happening. So you're now much more probably plugged into your customers and supply chain than you've ever been.
1: Well, you and I both have containers sitting out in mm-hmm. the port of LA right now. It's just sitting on, on the water, um, Soaking in the sun, yeah. um, I have several containers out there today. Uh, I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um, so we're actually, you know, we're we we're, we're solving the customer's immediate uh, nervousness about getting something on time, okay. which isn't going to happen. Yeah. So you have to you have to manage that. You have to bring the the reality to the table in a fashion that is sensitive to their feelings and sensitive to their to their needs. Yeah but reality of communicating the real nature of what's going on. I have as much product in the air today as I do on the water today. Oh. And I have a lot of product on the water. So there's a lot of product flying in the air. I've had people fly thousands of pounds of product in yeah. from Asia just because they can't live without it and yeah. pay three times the price yeah. in order to keep their production lines running. Mm-hmm. So we have to be sensitive to that. We have to, we, we have to understand that there's a... Big investment on that. There's 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 an ouch factor there. Yeah. And those customers aren't happy about that ouch factor. So if I'm doing my job really well, they're going to walk out of it saying, boy, Gary really did everything he possibly could to help me. And he really understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's the real challenge is to be able to listen to your customer and try to help the best you can. And when you can't, you continue to try. And if they see that you continue to try in their behalf, they like you more. Yeah, that's
0: why right. I used to come right at that point is leading with empathy, yes. empathizing for them, yes. th- listening to them with a process of you know it's not rocket science. It's just having empathy and understand because they're under their gun too. They have management to go under, they're reporting to, their process. They have a line down. They can't ship. They can't invoice. No revenues coming in. These are a lot of challenges. Uh, a lot of um, companies are facing these days in all industries, not even just the mm-hmm. in electronics industry. Um, to be able to get that and, it, and i agree with you that's that leadership that process to take them through console them and understand what's going on because you've been in the industry you've had you've had experience in this industry um, for a few decades now and you've been through some of these cycles this is a super cycle as you would say in demand cycle there have been some cycles where there's been price increases some lead time issues and things but this as you are saying, is an unprecedented cycle that we're in because the whole world's feeling it You know, um, in my industry, two years ago, some of the MLCCs and resistance were on shortage. You know, in 2010, some of the TI semiconductors. In 2000s was the passive, again, the tantalum chips and all this stuff. And that was the dot-com era. We went through very true some, so there have been things that you've been experienced so there could be other buyers there could be other people in some of these companies that didn't haven't had that experience so that that leadership that you gained that knowledge you can explain to them hey we've been through this we can get through this and work together and again that builds that relationship it builds the validity of your consoling them then and um, they can sleep again they can't sleep better at night but they can sleep that you're there to support them that that for long term
1: yes. And you really got to be careful that you're not trying to pull the wool over their eyes. You really got to be careful that you're actually giving them as factual information as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you can't give them all the information because your factories don't allow you to. I mean, a rep is only as good as the factory allows them to be. So if a factory is going to have problems that they're not going to be open about, then the rep can't be open about it, okay? But in the same respect... Uh, you know, the factory is who pays our check. Uh, the customer is who generates the check, but the factory is who mm-hmm. pays the check. So, we we have to be sensitive to both parties, and that's you know that's that's an important relationship that we have to keep those people all together and happy with one another. And when somebody gets unhappy, you got to catch it. You got to be listening to
0: it. Oh, I kind of agree more. You know, um, leading and, and leading a sales team or process and people, it, it's the same thing of. There are stuff. There's, 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 there's behind the scenes information that happens at factories. A disaster happens. A products happen, and you have to know when you can give that data and you can't give that data. Hold some things back because of that process, because you're representing a a manufacturer. There could be a quality issue. That I mean, just just hypothetically, it could be something that happened. A fire happened. Something happened. Material was bad, and sometimes they don't want to disclose it and say, Hey, you know what? Relief lead times being pushed out four to six weeks, you know because of this, uh, tell the you know we just have to come up with a process and say we apologize. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll even pay for the shipping. We'll pay for whatever it takes to be able to bring it in on time. Yep, um, those those things happen. You know these these disasters happen. So, from you know for the last say to a couple decades, you've been in this industry. Um,
1: Boy, those decades are adding up. Yeah, aren't
0: they? <laughs> a couple decades. I mean, I've been in it myself a couple decades, so I know I've been in. The, you know, I've been in this business since the, the '90s myself personally, so I know how I've seen it. You know, but what are your insights of the process? I would say the ecosystem and the infrastructure of. The distribution, representatives, and manufacturer, how has it evolved during, let's say, the last 20, the, from 2000s? How has it evolved? Has it, has it with technology, the communication, the marketing, how has it evolved and what do you see today and what do you see that should be improving for the future?
1: Well, in the world of a rep, um, you know, the hardest word in the English vocabulary is change. Okay. People fight change more than they fight anything because mm-hmm. they don't want to lose what they already have. So they fear change. They, they fear the unknown. But change is inevitable. It's going to happen. If you, if you embrace it and you prepare to, to um, deal with it in a productive fashion, you can evolve from it. Mm-hmm. If you fight with it and, and um, refuse to accept it, then the, the, as the change continues to go forward, you're just going behind. You're just falling behind. Mm-hmm. So change is inevitable. Um, it's it's the willingness to accept those changes and to, and, and to move forward with, with the reality of what is available and what's going to happen. Um, you sell crystals. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows in the crystal industry there was a big fire mm-hmm. and, and a plant went down and the world pretty much came to an end on a whole series of products that nobody could do. And everybody's production got in a standstill until everybody turned around and started to redesign their boards and redesign their products to go with other timing devices and to be able to do that. It created a huge industry. Same thing with the tantalums. There was a tantalum shortage. There was like, I think there's three major suppliers of <laughs> tantalums and they all decided that they weren't going to play in the sand with anybody and they were all going to hold onto their, their, their toys and, and, uh, lock up their toolbox or their, their, their toy boxes. Um, those market conditions will come about it's no different than what it is today mm-hmm. today we're in situations that are totally out of our control so we have to adjust to it how do we how do we mitigate it i heard on the drive down here um, you know that we got all these containers sitting out there well one of the things about a container is you pay for containers i pay pay for containers a, ta- a container 2 years ago cost $3000 to come from hong kong to mm-hmm. port, port of la Today that container cost about twenty two thousand dollars, yep, yep. and and it's continues continuing to go up. That's a price of goods. So you have to you have to go to your customer. You have to say, well, you know, we're, we're there. Well, you compound that with the price of copper, the price of silver, or the price of semiconductors, mm-hmm. and the price of everything else. And this customer is all of a sudden working on a a, a ten dollar part that's now a fifty dollar part just on cost of goods. Yeah. Um, and so you have to try to solve those problems but it's the guy that can come up with a solution that makes it as palatable as the market will allow it to be mm-hmm. is the guy that is going to succeed. And that means that you have to listen to the problems and try to find solutions, even if you're not the solution in itself. So I'm not sure if I'm really answering your question, mm-hmm. but but the point to it all is, is that we as business people realize that our customers have lives that they need to maintain and it's our duty to help them maintain that, that, that life the best we can with our services. And that's where we come.
0: Yeah. So that Well, I just say through the time, services need to evolve. You need to evolve to be able yes. to help them and move forward. Um, how has technology allowed you to uh, improve your services?
1: Well, that damn little cell phone makes me 24 hours. <laughs> uh, everybody calls me at yeah. all hours of the day. Um, I talk to China all hours of the night. I'm sure you do, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it's an instantaneous information channel nowadays. It's, it's, um, there is no downtime. I, you know, back in the day, you used to be able to, uh, get in a car and drive between accounts and you had quiet time. Mm -hmm. Now you're driving down, down the road, going from one account to another. And it's really, you're just in the office. The office just happens to have wheels. So technology has taken us to all kinds of steps. Um, in some ways it's slowed business up. Emails have drastically slowed up business. What we used to do on a phone in a conversation back and forth and have questions and answers, now people put it in an e- e- email and it takes 20 emails to get what a simple phone call could resolve. But that's the way business is run nowadays. So now you have to figure out how to do that in the best way possible. And so there's there's challenges and always technology isn't always the best solution. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um to that point, of technology's best solution is uh, what's happened in the world the last two years. It's been pushed us to be more distant as possible, as we ever were, because we couldn't leave our so technology did improve um, very true to be able to touch more people. So, how in that aspect of technology? Because, okay, it's the cell phone, FaceTime, video, it's been around for five plus years. It hasn't, I mean, six, I mean, it's been there for a while, but we never really used it. Nope. Um, we weren't engaged in it because we had no reason. Because it was the traditional style of telephone call, email. We can visit. We can go. But now, for the traditional, the salesperson, the the businessman, the person traveling around the world, traveling the states, it has completely changed the way they behave because of the technology has improved the the amount of touches you can you can touch your customer. You can get on a quick call, ten minute virtual call. Hey, how you doing today? You know that. But even the smile, uh, because. Phone and email, in my, my opinion, is what I always tell myself. It's like the, the emails these days are robotic. There's no emotion. Even though you try to be sarcastic, you never know how the other person t- reads, reads it. That's reads exactly it, right? right? The same thing I tell to all my, because uh, today with the instant messaging chats, the Teams chats, you know, people are, have sarcasm, and an emoji is not going to change the way things happen. You know, people throw emoji, but these are the processes, and I wanted to ask you through that, is for the last uh, two years, since you, we've all embrace the virtual world we've all embraced what's happening and the how has that affect? how has that improved has it improved or has it has it not improved your way of touching customers that process
1: well it's a combination of of all the technologies Uh, and and you really can't let one fall shorter than the other Mm -hmm. yes you're going to do emails back and forth because you get hundreds of emails a day Um, and so you answer the emails and you pass it on. So everything that we do, everything we touch, we give to somebody else. So we are never the collection plate Mm -hmm. or the final destination. We are always a middleman of, of of a transaction. So it's important that we communicate from one to the other, but it's also important that we actually create the relationship Mm -hmm. of the value of what we're asking to be done. Mm -hmm. So, you have to communicate in your emails a level of friendship, mm-hmm. but also a level of of importance, um, and then you have to back that up with the immediacy of what it takes. And so, if it's something that's really immediate, I may send an email, but then I pick up the phone and I call and say, "Hey, I just sent you an email, but this is this is coming. I wanted you to know what what's going on. If there's any questions, make sure you get back to me." Mm-hmm combination of technologies is really what's taking place now it used yeah. to be you just walk in talk to them and then walk out yeah. uh, but now it's it's that backup and the documentation trail has never been more uh, evident now transparent know, that, that, that's yeah. right I mean you 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 can go back years and yeah. find an email that somebody said well mm-hmm. you know I could give that part to you for a dollar if you bought the, you know a hundred thousand pieces correct and I said well yeah but that was a year ago mm-hmm. you know or that was ten years ago that was you yeah. know but you know it's changed, mm. so you got to have that level of relationship. Sales is still a full contact sport. However, you create that full contact is different in every situation, but it's still in, it, the, the most important aspect of
0: a sale. Not going to that technology point. Do you, um, in GL Smith, do you guys use a CRM system? We do. We
1: yeah. use uh, a simple one. Okay. It's called Act. Okay, uh, it's been around forever. Mm-hmm. It's uh, all kinds of general. Uh, Evolutions to it, but it's it's a simple con- contact system. <clears throat> um, our contact management system um, has evolved. It's it's more Outlook than it is anything. Okay. Uh, it's more cell phone directories than it is anything. Uh, the contact management system is important, but every one of our factories has their own communication channels, CRM, yeah. whatever it is, whether it's Salesforce or Lotus or yeah. whatever it may, may, may mm-hmm. be. And so we operate within a system within them. I try to keep it simple because reports and, and information is the least important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, developing the sale is the most important yeah. thing to me. So everything else after that is make work. The after sale. The is, after is sale. The after after work. sale we got to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, but we have to communicate the 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 information to our factories in a, you know, in a productive way. Mm-hmm. We utilize a simple Excel format in Dropbox and we have our reports and we share that with, with all the salespeople. So we have living documents versus reports we have in those living documents. We have our, our target accounts. We have our follow-ups. We have our, our, our MBOs. We have, um, all of the, um, Challenges that we have to do in the field inside those inside those reports, mm-hmm. and they become living documents. If to me, if it's a living document, that means everybody's contributing, everybody is seeing it, everybody is yep. using it. If it's collaborative, just, if it's yep. just a uh, a database that people are entering in into, mm-hmm. I don't see the return. I don't see the value of all the entry with very little output. Mm-hmm. So, to me, there's got to be input. But there's got to be output to it. So, you know, if there's output to it, then I'm all for it let's 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 do that
0: well at the end of the day it's garbage in garbage out the basic things you you'll put the right input in you're not gonna get <clears> what do you <throat> expect out and as you say a working document um or a, a live live sharing document that's that's dynamic that changes through processes because we all know and we all do to get you get the revision of excel sheet five times back and forth in the emails like which one's the right one like which one do we leave out something they don't put the revision on it they just keep sending the same one but today with technology we can actually hey one working file it's a working file yes we We can change it. We can work on it together. We can share it. We can do a a screen share and we can work on it and see things are changing dynamically, which allows things to progress. And as you said, you brought up like things are moving faster than ever. We're working faster than ever. We're being touch points faster than ever. From that aspect of the customer experience because it all comes back to if we're all salespeople, we're all, it doesn't matter what person, you're all salesperson, it doesn't matter what you do in your life, you're, you're selling a product, you're doing something, you can be a CPA, you can be a teacher, you're a salesperson, you're selling whatever knowledge you have or experience to that service, to your, to your client or wherever it's coming through. Um, so we are all are in sales and that methodology of what we carry and be able to give the customer experience because the, being in the B2B world, it was, as I say, still traditional salesman. but the B2C world has accelerated mm. the way customer experiences because mm. we want instant gratification. We want it now.
1: Mm.
0: How have you seen that in your experience, is that the kind of, I always say, Amazon effect or is that type of effect? You feel that some of your customers are, are asking to be faster, or I, what can't you give this to me now, or why can't it be delivered? you f- feel that happening through that transition?
1: Well, everything is, they want instant Instant communication meaning instant results. Mm-hmm. So because they have the ability to have instant communication globally, mm-hmm. they expect instant results. Um, I get calls every day. Well, where's where's my order today from my factory in China? Well, okay, uh, let me get. You, I'll find that. I'll get yeah. you an update. But I'm gonna have to wait until the factory opens yeah. up at five o'clock my time, and I'm gonna have to talk to the factory, and I'm gonna have to get get that whether it's email or uh-huh. or or whatever. Uh, I'll get you that answer it'll be, be tomorrow. I can't wait tomorrow. I got to have that now. I'm going into a uh, a planning meeting. I got to have that for for me right now. It says well okay, well then this is what the information we have up to this point in time if you want the most updated information I got to wait until I can get that from the, from the powers to be. That's that's dealing with the reality of of what is real capability versus what is Feeding them just information that they want to hear. The worst thing a salesman can do is to tell somebody what they want to hear and not know that it's true. So you can't you can't assume do that. yeah. assumptions. That's yeah.
0: assumptions. Uh, that's the number one thing. Assuming that. From moving to that point of the industry changing. I mean, the rep, do you do you see the rep model or the rep distribution or the, and then changing and evolving in the next five to ten years? Do you think that whole process is going to change? or how it's digitalized or because the, the engineer still needs the same support. Do you think there's going to be some type of intermediaries to, to change the, the marketplace ecosystem?
1: Um, Rep hood has changed dramatically over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're a much needed commodity because we're a direct percentage of sales. Mm-hmm. No sale, no cost. Mm-hmm. A sale, it's a fixed cost. Mm-hmm. It's a fixed percent of of, of the uh, of the cost of goods. But the reality of it is is that factories want more control. Mm-hmm. And with that control, they want to be able to control your time and everything. And so the the world of being a rep is is a much different world than it was okay. because uh, factories once they start paying a rep a certain level of money they start mm-hmm. to look at that check going out every month and say well what am I getting in return for that check mm-hmm. you know and when they didn't have the sales they needed it but when they have the sales they're questioning whether they still need it and so it's it's you have to a rep has to convince their factories on a daily basis that their value is meaningful enough to, that they need to they need to maintain the relationship and so you know a, a good portion of my job function as the owner is to maintain the relationships with my factories and the value of what we going to what we're going to do for them and making sure that we understand what they want done in order for us to achieve those goals sometimes they're achievable sometimes they're not yeah.
0: Yeah, because they can come up with new strategies, new marketing strategy, new digital, just all, especially now in this world, there's a lot of new strategies to try to the reps, the salesmen, okay, we need this type of output, they want it, they want more output. Uh, because again, as I said, over time, if you a couple of years, business are good, they're paying commissions, business is great, like, okay, what else can we get? How do we improve this? How do we increase the sales? How do we increase the margin? How do we increase the market share? You know, what else can we do? And it's, as I said, Gary, hey. We everybody want, wants more. Yeah, everybody, because it's typical human nature. You know, the, the greed comes to us because we always want more. Even though we get it finally, like, oh, but can we do more? Can we push it more? Right. But, you know, there there is a, you know, there is a uh, inflection point where it goes to a point where it doesn't make sense. And that's where... As I say, from your experience, you know, and you can also educate some of the, pr- the principles and the, the companies, manufacturers that come in. Um, but as well as I think manufacturers need to also do research of markets because sometimes they're just good at making a product. They don't really understand the sales side of it. So that's why yes. people like yourself, companies like yourself and other understand the sales side of it, understand how to care and to take care of them. Murture that empathize with them, understand the process because there is intermediary, there's a cushion, but also there's a service. That service is not cushion. There's a service that's been given, um, and that's what I was wanted to ask with that that change and that evolution through technology, the process of how that whole ecosystem through supply chain and from inception of a product design all the way to um, to the distribution to the manufacturing, and then at the end of the day, that product going out being uh, produced for the end customer. How is that gonna change in this new, I would say digital world?
1: Well, everybody thinks logic prevails, mm-hmm. seldom does. Um, companies operate di- differently from each other and everyone has a different dynamic. Some companies are run by engineering, some companies are run by, by uh, salespeople, Some comp- God forbid. Some companies are managed by bean counters, uh, God forbid. Um, so, and each one of them has their own area of desires and wants mm-hmm. and, and what they think is right. Obviously a bean counter wants profit, wants, wants dollars and they want profitability. Yeah. Um, and so they're never going to be competitive in the marketplace. An engineer wants to make the world's greatest widget, regardless of what the cost is. And of course, a sales guy wants to promise the world and can seldom produce, mm-hmm. but, you know it's it's the mixture of all of that is what is where you kind of come to. so you got to figure out what you know as a rep, we have to figure out how is this company being managed? What is their what's their their um, what do they want? Mm-hmm. What are they and how do they envision getting to that point? and is that feasible? We've had to walk away from factories that have very unreasonable demands mm-hmm. because they don't have a good grasp on what the market how the market perceives them to be some of them think they're the world's greatest and you know they're they're the 16th guy down in the chain to yeah. you know to be able to produce something so you have to you have to bring them back to reality and so the dynamic is 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 you have to be real you have to be you have to understand what the reality of of their product and what their what their business model is sometimes you can bring them the greatest opportunity in the world and they walk away from it because they have a minimum profit margin of 20 percent and you brought something in at 19 percent and they're not and they're not willing to get down to that you know to that 19 percent and uh, and they're hard fast about it and so now we start to have questions about why mm-hmm. you know so i hate the word no so yeah. when somebody tells me no that's a bad word <laughs> and so i always ask them why and, yeah. and, and i, I want to understand why if it's if it's no, it can't be done, then explain to me, why can't it be done? You
0: know what, that's what your curiosity leads you, because oh, yeah. your why everything It is why. If you can't get something done, why? And how can I improve it for next time to get that yes? What can we do? What, what the process is in play? Because let me understand how this machine works so I can understand why there is a no or why there is a, a defense of that to stopping this to move forward. One of the questions I, I have, I know we were talking a little earlier for you, is the industry in itself, of the ecosystem, of uh, some scarcity, some talent that needs to come in, and the evolution of succession and process moving forward. So, right now, as you, we discussed a little bit, you are in the point of trying to find new talent. Is it talent you're trying to find—new engineers or just salespeople? What is it that you're trying to mature or try to cultivate in, in your company?
1: I'm looking for a personality. Okay. Um, I can I can teach. The product knowledge. Okay. I can teach how to make a sales call. I can't teach the the uh, the common sense. Okay. I, I I I need somebody that can understand that we all need to learn continuously, myself included. Uh, and I have to have somebody that is open to uh, hearing the word no more than they'll ever hear the word yes. I always liken it to a baseball player. You know, a great hitter is. 300 mm-hmm. you know that means seven out of ten ten times they're not getting a hit you know it's only three out of ten ten times are they getting a hit so a 300 hitter is considered good and a 400 hitter is near impossible to be mm-hmm. and that's less than 50 percent. so the point to it all is is that to find the talent takes the personality the person in itself is is the dynamic i can teach all the rest of that stuff yeah. what i can't teach is the desire the 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 fire in their gut. Um, I used to always say I'd rather have to put water on somebody than they have to light a match under their butt. Yep. you know, to, to do it. So the guy that gets up in the morning looking for a place to go is the guy I want to find. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything else I can work with. It's mm-hmm. it's that fire in their gut uh, that that matters. Um, you know, getting the expertise sometimes it hurts us to have somebody that is extremely experienced at what we do mm-hmm. because then they come in with preconceived ideas, and no two reps operate the same. Mm-hmm. I, I I could not exist in most of the other rep companies that are out there because I don't do things the same way as they do it. Um, and conversely, they couldn't exist in my world as well just because we, we operate differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's uh, every distributor is different. Every distributor has a different... Uh, uh, dynamic of how they go go to market. Some are telemarketers. Some yeah. of them are are highly engineering for yeah. stuff. Some of them sell very active products. Some of them sell passive electromechanical. Yeah. So every distributor is d- different. And so, you know, you have to find somebody that fits your your um, uh, your makeup, your 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 uh, personality, your your company's uh, uh, way of going out to business, and then then you can guide them along Mm -hmm. but the biggest problem is is that the new the new workers don't want to stick around they want to learn it and move yeah they they, want to turn and burn
0: and that and that in this business it's a long-term business it's not a quick turn it can take six months to a year to a couple years for a project to come to fruition and that point is a lot of investment in there within the company the resources into that person to do that sale and um, that that instant affirmation that's one thing we you know it is is that uh it's kind of sad to say is the technology and social media worlds that instant gratification and affirmation that we're gonna get something quick and hit and run like you got it oh this' is great let's go to the next one let's go to yep. the next one and uh, the the cycle the even though the cycle product cycles have gone faster in consumer products but I think the most of the products that our company sells it's usually are they have more legacy they got five to ten 20 year product they're mm-hmm. in a cycle they don't go every there's not a the product cycle is not every six to months like a cell phone is it's not turning like that it's a longer product yep. cycle and it uses the same components and process and it takes time to build it and it's to having that patience and understanding that you're not just you're adding value to a product that's going to build to change something it can change someone's life it can change someone's the way people work it can change something out there And it is to have that understanding that ownership and you're in for the long haul and as i said myself too is it's the challenge of the new workforce that the w- world is um it's they want the instant, they want it now. They don't want to learn it, they don't want to, and the failures, it's hard because we go through a lot of adversity. There's a lot of adversity through it, you know? And I know we've, we've talked about this is, um, they don't like to be told that, they don't like to fail. This comfort for them is not comfort, they like to be in comfort. We all like to live in comfort, but you know, we, the biggest growth in life comes in discomfort, the biggest learning lessons and processes, and it's just like instilling that into the new the generation that, hey, we can do this together, you're gonna fail. I'll, I'll hope we work together through this.
1: Well, they're all trying to, you know, yeah. a, a lot of them are trying to win the lottery and get it, get it instantaneously mm-hmm. without having to earn it. And yeah. by, by meaning earning it, meaning that they don't have to learn their craft, refine their craft, mm-hmm. improve their craft, um, and then actually go off and do the nuts and bolts of what it takes to perform in their craft. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the instantaneous uh, social media mentality out there is instant—you know, instant gratification. Um, so, you know, but it's still the world that we as owners have to operate under. We have to—we have to try to find those people that can corral them. So now we become motivators and 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 rah uh, rah cheerleaders, yeah. or, uh, if nothing else. Um, but it's that hard balance to try to find the person that has that fire in their gut to want to learn. Uh, but I still believe that they're out there. Uh, they're just different, and, and and we have to mature. Luckily, I have kids and grandkids, and so they, they, they tell me how wrong I am all the time, and so that keeps me on a level playing field. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, you just got to keep going at it. And you just yeah. can't give up.
0: Yeah. I, I 100% agree because as a leader, as lead by leading by example, is that we have to keep moving forward. We have to evolve, and I love how you said that we have – we, you know, we hit a road bump the last couple of years through a pandemic. We, we if you leaned into it, you kept going forward. You, you were going to survive and come out of it on the winning. A lot of us, a lot of companies have. They've come up on the, on the, on the outside. They come, they're gaining over the last year because you know what? They went in. They say, you know what? This is, we have to get down and dirty. We're going to go through this. We're here. We're in it together. We're going to get through it. And we're going to come out even stronger than we were before. And with any adversity, that's how it works, doesn't matter what happens in life. And
1: that key word that you used yeah. repeatedly was we. Yeah. It was we as a team, we yeah. together, I'm doing this with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going through this experience with you. Mm-hmm. It's not you do it for me. It's not you, you have a job, get it done this way, this is the way. That, no, we together will get through it. And I will listen to what you have to say if you'll do the same with me. Mm-hmm recognizing that I have a number of years of experience and you have a desire to get those years of experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's that we thing. And, you know, you, you, there's no I in team. There's all those, all those little sayings and everything. But the reality of it is, is that that is the truth behind how you maintain a business in this world uh, in today's marketplace, because you can't keep people if you don't, If they aren't happy, if they don't believe, they don't believe in you and they don't believe in your system and they don't (sighs) believe in your trust and they don't believe in in not not just you as a person, but as the whole philosophy of what you what you represent, Mm -hmm. then you're never going to hang on to those people. Mm -hmm. So you have to convince them that you're there for them. They're more important. Quite honestly, they're more important than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're working we're working for try, them yeah
0: try. they're the fuel you know they're they're the you know you might be the fuel but they're their engine and if you can't you know, you can feel them but they're not working if the engine's not running it's it's right. it's just that's the same thing i'm i always say i'm i'm nothing without my people i'm just i'm just the fuel and the and shut them some of the chief uh entertainment officer as i say to make it fun and have it and let's move forward together and pull them through through the adversity
1: and so you got to share in that success yeah, yeah. you have to share yeah, you have to share all, the wealth you have to share the 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 right. uh, the decision making. You have to share. The, the problems you have to share so as that they feel like they're part of it. Part of
0: part of it. Um, last question I have for you is before we wrap this up because it's been so, I mean, it's run by real fast. I'm only 23 it, it, years old. Yeah. I don't look well. <laughs> like we are. What is, you know, for technology, because we're in the tech industry, we're, always, we're all the tech components. So what, what do you see really, because with your customers, what is, excites you for the future of technology? And then especially in this decade, what what are you what are you looking forward to?
1: Well, um, new companies are starting every day. Mm-hmm. New challenges are starting every day in, in regards to products um, and um, uh, the things that we sell mm-hmm. are, are evolving on a daily basis. Um, I'm excited always about trying to find the latest widget that I can uh, be the best and fastest and greatest to market in. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I, quite honestly, my my biggest interest at this stage of my career is to maintain and develop those relationships that are so dear and meaningful mm-hmm. to me. And um, with my customers, I mean, they're they're not customers; they're friends. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 to embrace with them, you know, the successes and and, and all of that. So. You know, yeah, I'm on the downside of the slope, as they would say, but um, but I really enjoy what I do and mm-hmm. probably will do it till I die. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the, the technologies are just going to continue to go through the ceiling. I mean, it used to be something was this big, and today it's this big, and tomorrow it's going to be this, this yeah. big, and what's involved in getting yeah. it to that point? And I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. that you have to learn what that is. And so I want to be ahead of the curve. I want to learn what that means yeah. in my world. Yeah. So that's not That's mine. fine
0: your phone. Yes, that's okay. Oh, okay. But uh but over, yeah, I mean you know as I said you said is it is exciting and it, that that excitement that fuel that fuels you is what leads you through the business and through adversity. like, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's out there. I want to add value to the product, whatever they're building that can change. You know, also my thing is change human, change our, change life, improve life, improve the way science, improve Mm. certain things we want to do Mm. to give there. You know, there Mm. is a lot of the medical fields as we are in, and these are things like how can we be a part of changing something that can improve wellness Uh, mental clarity and the way we work today and the efficiency of process. And at the end of the day, yeah, it contributes to the success of the business as well, but we're contributing to others. And just like we talked about is paying it forward, giving it forward, paying it forward, doing what we can to help others around us to have everybody succeed and, and the process of, of having that circle and having the relationships and friends. But, um, but we are in a, in a very dynamic industry, um, everybody knows who we are today because we're in the supply chain. We're in the world design, which is fascinating. We are the celebrities now. You know, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, we are the celebrities. Like, oh, you were there. You know, I didn't know, you know. It's like some things I didn't know. But what I did is like, oh, Gary, I didn't know you were. Oh, yeah, I'm in it. I have containers. They're there. Products are trying to get your... Like, oh, wow, you're the part. of Because it brings that self, that awareness. And I think our industry needed that awareness from all the other people in the world so we can really see we're the foundation of helping The gadgets in the world, because it's all electronics, we're moving forward faster than we ever We're not going to go backwards. We're building the foundation of of the you know the new world, as you say. Every day, step one step forward, um, you know, and we're building that. It's it's really exciting. So I love to hear your perspective. It's so fascinating. And thank you today for coming on. Oh, my I learned pleasure. so much from you. I learned from the, you know, you gave so much input and the wisdom, the process, and you know, guided through the process of the rep industry, and how it's come through, how you got here. It's uh, so fascinating to learn, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, you shared a lot of knowledge.
1: Well, I I I, I firmly believe in paying it forward. Uh-huh. I firmly believe in my uh, in my. my my industry and my and and the people within it Uh, i love them to death they've made me who i am today and however i can help uh, i'm 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 here to give back
0: wonderful wonderful Well, thank you gary thank you for everything and i only uh, have one question for you yes
1: am i going to walk out with a po today (laughs) whatever you need there you go whatever you need whatever you need
0: you see that you know what that sales tactic right there you know you talked to like that's a great sales tactic. There you go.
1: Well, yeah. Wise old man once told, told me, you don't, you, you don't ever walk out without asking for the order. Yeah, I Even if it's it. not there to get. I so love it. Got to ask love for the it. order.
0: Well, I love it. Well, thank you very much, Gary.
1: I thank and you. Thank
0: you. And we're out.